What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to Down to the Wire. I'm your host, Brian Costa. And I'm Tyler Stringfellow. And we have an amazing episode this Wednesday for you guys. I hope, yeah. that, I hope that all you guys are doing amazing right now. Probably a little bit better than us, uh, all three of us here sitting at this table right now. Finals. For Finals the, week. You know, yeah, for, one today. Yeah, for anyone who's not uh, a college student right now or a Bryant University student in particular, it's currently Finals week, so... All of us are kind of, you know, kind of sweating it out right now, trying to make it that to that last push to get finals over. I'll, I'll get into that in just a, in just a second. But uh, first of all, we have a ton of great stuff to talk to talk about with you guys today. But before we do any of that, I have a we have a Tyler. We have another guest on the show today. Yes, we do. Yeah, I mean, it, how are you? Second time I'm back, good, second time back in the podcast room. Another guest on the show. So. Obviously, uh, this is actually a guest that technically has appeared on a Down to the Wire episode before. He technically appeared on our last episode, but let's be frank. I kind of stole content from him and posted it as my own. So (laughs) I kind of plagiarized a little. I kind of plagiarized a little bit there. So to make up for it, I'm actually going to get him on live and in person with us. So he's a longtime friend of mine that I've actually known since high school before I even came to Bryant University. We actually wow. We actually did track with each other or yeah, we, we competed against each other. So. Uh, we have many experiences from back in high school, and I'm finally glad to get you on the show. It's been long enough, man. Sure. So without any further ado, please welcome to the show, Mr. Grayson Mortimer. Grayson, how are you doing, man? I'm good, man. I had a science final this afternoon, so that nice. took a, a bit of energy, and I have another one to do at midnight, but we're uh, we're, 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 we're chilling there. We're, is it a take-home okay. take home final? Yeah, yeah it's a oh, take-home. It's lucky. Midnight. You love to see it. When are you boys done with finals? Uh, Monday, Saturday. Oh, last one's Monday. Oh, that's how I feel for you. I'm <laughs> I'm done Friday. Luckily, I was supposed to be done Saturday, but the teacher uh, that had the Saturday final made it a take home. So that's sweet. I'm chilling there. I'm man. I'm just telling you though. I'm just ready for it to be. But why break. can't why can't I get a professor <laughs> to give me a take home? I want one of those. <laughs> you know how much you know how much easier my life would be. It, it does make life a little bit easier. It I, definitely I, does. Yeah, it's it's very nice. My and life convenient. would be so much easier because then I wouldn't have to cram all this studying in. And uh, I'm only saying that because I fair, think my, my mom will watch this. Yeah, yeah. Tyler, just go for a little swim in the pool. Just go for a little swim, bro. Bro, you have no idea. My coach was like, my coach last week. Hey, all right, guys. So our practice schedule is going to change a little bit because of finals. You guys can't make the practice time, so it's going to be optional. But you have to make one of the three. And then she proceeds to go. Practice is going to be a little easier because you guys are going to be stressed about uh, over finals. Nope. That was a complete lie. That was a complete and utter lie. We di- I died this morning <laughs> and yesterday. Oh, and Monday. The life of a D1 swimmer. Fair enough. It was hell. <laughs> oh, you but love- enough about that. You love to see it. So obviously glad to have you guys on. Hopefully we all make it through finals just fine. I'm. I have two more left and then I'll be out of this place for a good solid month. It's definitely a month that I need off, but I'll be, yeah. I'll be sure to continue some shows over the break. That's but right. I'll you guys for, are gone uh, for a month. Yeah. I'll be gone for six. Cause I'm going to the UK next semester. So. <laughs> oh, so you're, oh, so you're out, out after this. After yeah, this yeah, yeah. Over. Yeah, That's this, sick. Like I'm not going to be back here till the fall. So Jesus. like after finals are over, like I'm going to England, going to study abroad, abroad there. And then, uh, then we're coming back in the fall and, uh, yeah. you know, that, so my next show won't be for a long time. Uh, damn. So when do you come back? Uh, I come back January 27th is, uh, I think, or the 26th rather is when I go. Lucky. Back. Yeah. So I'm, I'm out for a while. I, I, you're back in like two weeks. Yeah. I got like two weeks at home, but then I go to San <laughs> Diego. Yeah. Hey, that's at least nice. for training. Yeah, actually, well, it's for training. Yeah. It's still San Diego. We got our ass kicked twice a day. <laughs> it's, it's at least warmer. Yeah, exactly. That's, a, that's, that, that's the whole idea. We're going to do all this hard training, but at least we're going to do it in a nice place. So yeah, you can do it with a true. smile. <laughs> no, that's a lie. Fair enough. Uh, I, I mean, hopefully, I mean, Grayson, I know, know you're a big soccer fan, so hopefully mm. uh, maybe you can catch a soccer match over there. If there's olay, something going on. Olay, 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 soccer olay. match. Oh, the, the, there's going to be one like pretty much every weekend. Olay, like, yeah, I'm, going to, true, true, true. I'm going to so many Premier League games next year. <laughs> I, I literally got a part-time job starting on Saturday just so I can like make a little more money to go to Premier League games. Oh. Like, it is... It is. Uh, Doesn't Ronaldo uh, play for a team in England? He does now. Yeah, he's a Man United. Um, and uh, the but there's like five stadiums <laughs> in like a five mile radius of where Jesus. I am. So Whoa. yeah, like like there's. Uh, I know you guys aren't big soccer fans, but like Arsenal, uh-uh. Chelsea. Oh yeah. Um, well, I know the teams. Are, those are two big uh, big clubs in London. Tottenham. Yeah. Who acts like a big club, but they're uh, they're Not. they're still a small club mentality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a couple other ones nearby as well. So I'm I'm within like five stadiums within walking or like a short train ride. 
Oh, nice. So hey. it's, it's sick. That's pretty solid. Uh, I mean, hopefully everyone's, you know, hopefully we all make it through and, you know, whatever happens next is for the best. Hopefully when, hopefully we can get you on a show whenever you are available to do so again, maybe, yeah. you know, maybe I reach out to you over break or something. We try to get something together, but, yeah, perhaps, but who knows? If, we'll if, see what happens. If not, I will see you in the fall. <laughs> so. that's, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very true. Well, I mean, if you try to get me on now, you're going to have to like, I'll have to be up at like, you know, 11 PM, but it's fine. Yeah. Or, or, or vice versa. We'll have to see how it the goes. Grind doesn't stop. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I mean, I'm a late, I'm a late night person anyway, so mm. I'll probably be up anyway. Mm. Yeah. Maybe, mm. maybe I'll just, instead of watching Netflix, I'll just come on here for an hour. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right. But guys, we got a ton of stuff to talk about in sports today, but first of all, we, I, I do have to, I do have some unfortunate news that we didn't, that I didn't break on my Friday episode because I recorded it on Thursday. So this news, I wasn't made aware of until after I posted the episode. And it was the very, it was the very sad news that uh, former Broncos and Patriots and Jets wide receiver Demarius Thomas, uh, unfortunately passed away this weekend. Uh, very sad. Uh, he was, his birthday was going to be on Christmas and that's tough. yeah. And it's a very sad, it's a very sad thing to see. I mean, it just, I don't know what it is, but in, in the wintertime, man, I've for these past couple of years, we've seen just like some absolutely terrible, devastating, you know, celebrity deaths, whether it be, you know, I, I think back two years ago, I think about when Juice World died back in 2019. I think about yeah. when Kobe passed away in January, January. of 2020 yep. and to Mary's Thomas, man, when I saw the news, I was very unsure about it. And I didn't want to post anything about it and, and talk about it until I knew that there was anything certain about it, because when it was breaking on Twitter, no, nobody was confirming it. There were a lot of just like, you know, kind of, you know, no real accounts. There was only one guy with a blue check mark that was saying, Hey, there, Hey, there's something behind this. And I wanted to wait, I wanted to, you know, hold back any hope and hope that this was something that wasn't true. And, but then I saw the, I saw the post from Adam Schefter and man, it's really sad to see because, you know, not only was Demarius Thomas an outstanding player on the field, four-time pro bowler, one-time Super Bowl champion and Super Bowl 50. But from what I can tell from all the videos I saw, he's an incredible person and Mm -hmm. he's going to be missed dearly, man. He wasn't, he was nominated for like Walter Mate and Pan Man of the Year. Like he got twice. nominated for a few. Um, and I saw something. He's that a great said, guy. Uh, oh, actually, yeah. I did see something that said he, uh, basically like one of his favorite things was, um, like working with kids and mm-hmm. you know trying to uplift their spirits and help yeah. his, his community. And it, it's a, it's a huge shame. Unfortunately, I believe what I saw. I believe it was like a seizure. So yeah, it's it's, it's tough. <clears throat> That's yeah, he'd I'm, been uh, suffering them for his. For yeah, like his whole life. Well, no, so, uh, right? what I ended up hearing apparently about a year ago, I guess Demarius got into a bad car accident and uh, started suffering seizures as a result of it. And that's, that's it, what it was. Unfortunately, it was like from this is stuff I've heard from Shannon Sharp, who I guess had kind of been a mutual friend with him and said that they were bad enough that he didn't want to live far away from his family, didn't want to, yeah. you know, because he was so afraid of him. And it's really sad, man. I mean, it's, you know, from what I've seen, uh, it's awful. from what I've seen from what certain players have posted about him, I think Peyton Manning or one of his former teammates ended up saying he never turned down a charity event he always wanted to go and support i forget who that was it might have been manning i don't remember yeah but it he probably was somewhere. manning because manning definitely yeah hosts uh, you oh can, yeah you, i mean you can probably just say that a manning hosts the mo- most out of anybody on that team probably yeah. so, Peyton yeah. so i mean yeah demarius obviously demarius incredible player i mean i unfortunately <laughs> he wasn't able to really get too much of a long stint here in new england i wish that we had given him that chance but he had a two uh, touchdown game against the giants right Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the preseason. preseason. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, ha- also, I, I also forgot to mention, he did go to the Texans and it, they were that was supposed to be something really special with them, possibly him and then D-Hop and some possible options. But then mm-hmm. that fell through. Then Bill O'Brien happened. Yeah, Bill O'Brien <laughs> happened. And it was something that was just out of D-Hop's, uh, out of Demarius Rather's control. So, uh, unfortunately, you know, it's another, another uh, you know, football, go- football player gone too soon, another great person gone too soon. So, obviously, from everyone here, RIP to Demarius Thomas. And uh, rest in peace. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what I guess I got to say now is on a, you know, to kind of switch things up and get into a lighter note. uh, One of the things I want to talk about on this show is uh, something that has just been an absolute nightmare going on around the National Football League. And that has been the uh, the travesty of the coaching job that has been Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I mean, boys, clown. It has been this man called out his entire coaching staff. Yeah. And made them defend their resumes, <laughs> calling them, I'm a winner. What have you guys done? You yeah. guys are losers. What have you done? And Marvin Jones walked out of a practice, the practice facility a couple of days ago. And yeah. one of the coaches, he only came back because I'm pretty sure one of the other coaches texted him was like, dude, like you need to come back. Like you're a captain, you're a leader. 
yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Also, I would that's insane. I would also say Marvin Jones is probably the best receiver on Jacksonville. Um, you know, he didn't establish pedigree when he was with the, the Lions. Um, but, you know, just, I mean, it's not even a bad wide receiver core with him and, and Cheneau. Um, so the fact that, that, that Myers calling them out is just ridiculous, especially when, you know, Trevor Lawrence throws four picks over the weekend. Yeah. So. It, it, it's a little, it's a little egregious. And I mean, I mean, Trevor Marvin, Lawrence needs a good coach. Yeah, he does. He does. No, he, Baker Mayfield got a great coach and he started to play really well. Yeah. He got Kevin Stefanski and but now he's just off injury prone, but yeah, that's besides the fact. Mac up. Jones got a good coach. See all these young guys. I got great coaches. Uh, ben Roethlisberger started off with a great coach yeah. and he was a rookie. You need a good coach. You, you, you see all these was, young uh, guys. That was, that was Bruce Arians, right? Or for Ben? No, it was Mike Tomlin. It was Bill, Mike. No, it was Bill Cower. Bill Cower. He started yeah. off with Bill Cower, and then Tomlin came in. So he went from one good coach to the next. But yeah. anyway, yeah, it's it's all about the coaching. And in Jacksonville, it, Urban Meyer just ain't it. Well, uh, well I mean, no. in, listen, in Jacksonville- especially with a t- with a with a talent like Trevor Lawrence. Oh yeah, he's one of the best quarterbacks to ever come in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Greatest, one of the greatest recruits ever. Yes, and he's playing like dog crap. Yeah, because of Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, sure. I mean, listen, the whole Urban Meyer thing, it's been egregious. I mean, I, I heard the thing about him saying about him saying, listen, I'm a winner. You y'all are losers. What, what have you guys ever done? And I'm just like, part of me is just like, OK, you can make the argument that you've won at the college level. But at the same but at the same time, you also hired these guys. Yeah. You made you made the decision to have these guys on your staff and now you're criticizing them. I'm just like, you have the control to bring in guys that you think could help you elevate the situation here. Oh, yeah. Urban Meyer. Listen, he's a winning football coach. He's had he's had a storied history of winning in, in many of the places he's going. He's gone, whether that be Florida or Ohio State or whatnot. And I think he thought that, you know, I'm going back to Florida. People love me in Florida because I won there. And I, listen, it, some late, some random lady loved him. In she did. She did. Yeah. I mean, well, that was a, that was back in Ohio. But listen, no, no, nah, nah, he was that that video was recent. Yeah, no, it was. He went to an Ohio bar. Oh, he did. Yeah, it was Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. It was at a, a. He had that whole scandal in Ohio too, like when he was coach of Ohio State. There was yeah. that thing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, listen, I, I'm not saying Urban Meyer is some has no kind of uh, dirty laundry. So let's uh let's get that out of the way right now. So he definitely uh he's def he's definitely had his uh his ups and downs throughout his time in uh, as a coach, but now he's gone to Jacksonville. And listen, I'm not saying Jacksonville is the perfect situation for even the best coaches on the planet. Jacksonville's a hellhole, and it's good and it's probably going to remain like that for a very long time. Yep. Shad Khan, I mean, you know, the guy seems to really, the guy seems to be invested in his football team, but unfortunately, he just can't get it right. Well, the thing with Shad Khan is he, from what I've heard, is he will do, he'll basically wait until the last very possible minute to step in and make a decision. He, yep. he's up, from, from what I've heard, he's the type of guy that he's, he's like, things will work themselves out. Hopefully, you know, you know, if you kind of keep things at, at a certain way, eventually it'll work out. And if I need to step in, that's going to be my last thing, which yeah. for, you know, and a good coaching staff, that's actually not a bad thing Mm-mm. because when you have an owner, that's like very demanding and saying, I want this, I want that in the team, that, Jerry Jones. Yeah. And, and, and some, in some areas, you know, when the Cowboys are good, that can have its ups that can have its positives, but when the Cowboys or, or, you know, the, the opposite way, I mean, sometimes people can argue about how crafts influence can be on coach Belichick oh, when he's making moves. So it, it can be a positive, but at certain times as well, when your team is struggling, you also need to step in and basically say, Hey, like we need to change some things here. And it's going to start with you. Like, un- unfortunately for urban Meyer, it's, it's just been kind of a crapshoot with him over there. They I- are two and 10. Yes. What? And with all this drama going on, why is he still there? That that's my biggest know. question. What I, are they waiting for? Well, it's the name Urban Meyer. If this was any other guy that you brought in, he would have been done. He would have been done already. You could guarantee he'd but be see, out But see, that, that's the thing. That's the thing. I don't get it. Why is if he's not if your coach isn't producing and he's causing all these problems? I don't care. I don't care if his name is Bill Belichick. Hmm. He's causing these problems. He shouldn't be there. Yeah. And I don't know what they're waiting for. And apparently, you're saying that that explains it. Yeah, he's he's waiting for it to work itself out, but it's not going to to pull the trigger and say, all right, you're done. Yeah, bye. I give I give Urban Meyer like till the end of the season at the very latest. I mean, I'm surprised they haven't pulled the plug yet. Like, yeah, he's should have already. Uh, And, you know, they had a dud win against the Bills where the Bills offense just didn't show up. And then the other one they had was against Miami in in England. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even their two wins could be considered fortunate. Yeah. And I mean, both their wins in England. Yeah. Uh, no, he had uh, bills Bill, The one against the bills was here. Yeah. Oh, was. Yeah. I mean, but there's just been so much ineptitude with these guys. I mean, uh, 
like you, you brought up Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones is a very well-respected individual. And he is, he's, he's, a, and, he's a veteran that's produced in this and, league. And he was brought into Jacksonville to essentially be a leader of this offense. And, and, and that's exactly and, and, why he was brought. And kind of showed Trevor Lawrence the ropes. That's why he was brought in. LaVisca's Chanel. He's there area. for him too. Yeah, exactly. So there were a bunch of, there were a bunch of guys brought in for, for this. To have him be so angry that he couldn't even that he had to be convinced to go back to the practice facility. That's when you know that this is on the coach. Unfortunately, it, it does go to the coach, and there can be bigger problems going on and going on in the locker room and guys, you know, rallying against the coach and doing certain things like that. But eventually you do have to look and say, This is the coach, and it's undeniable. Apparently, there are some internal guys that apparently the apparently the Jaguars don't actually hate the rest of their coaching staff. They just hate Urban Meyer, which you know actually isn't the worst thing when you're trying to make a coaching swap. It's like, all right, you just take one guy, elevate him, and then give him the same supporting staff. And yeah, exactly. And then and sometimes that can be enough to turn an entire team around. I don't know if that's going to be the case, but uh, we're going to have to really wait and see another example of uh, Urban Meyer's ineptitude that that I saw, though. And this one kind of actually blew me away in terms of how out of it he just seems was uh, it was involving players, a player. His name's uh, Andre Cisco. He's uh, uh, he was apparently, you know, trying to get him more involved in the team. And a reporter ends up going up to Urban Meyer and saying and saying, hey, so what's the deal with this guy? What is uh, your plans for him? And in in a quote directly from urban Meyer is that uh Cisco is playing a little bit more. I believe I don't have his number as Cisco is, is playing a little bit more. I believe I don't have his numbers right in front, right in front of me. And then the next direct part of the tweet, it says Cisco played zero snaps on Sunday. Hmm. I'm just like, how do you not know who is stepping on your football field? It's just like, could I step on your football field? If you have no idea, honestly, you have no idea what's going on on the field at all. I mean, I mean, hell, I mean, if you're given the opportunity to step on the football field for the Jaguars, I mean, hell, is he even watching hell, it? I don't even know. Like at this point, he's just asking himself to get fired. Yeah. Like, how, how are you still in a it job seems like when he's you're trying to get fired? It's almost like, yeah. yeah, it's like Antonio Brown level sabotage of what's yeah, going on. He's in my trying pretty to get much, fired. Pretty, I mean, pretty much. It's like, you know, he, you had the thing with the, the woman in the bar and then you had yeah. this and then you had, you know. It's actually kind of the perfect parallel of Antonio yeah. Brown, except in a coaching role. Definitely. I think the, oh, only, yeah. the only person that might've been a bigger idiot in the NFL might've been Bill O'Brien. Oh yeah. Other, <laughs> other than other than him. I mean, like the really, O'Brien. there really isn't much that like, I, I think the you only, can defend Meyer. With I think he's been terrible. Yeah. I think the only thing that can, de- that you can basically say that why he hasn't gotten to Bill O'Brien level status is because the Jaguars just don't have that level of talent to trade. No, no, no. They, no. If, if they had a Deandre Hopkins, no, nothing in my mind would, okay. would, would doubt me from, from, would doubt, you well, know, Urban Meyer trading him for yeah. a BS second round pick. He, he didn't trade, you know, DeAndre Hopkins for a, a past it running back who <laughs> has maybe two seasons left in the yeah. NFL. Like, sorry, David mm-hmm. Johnson, you're finished. Uh-huh. <laughs> Being outshined by Rex Burkhead out here. What's up, Tyler? I, I just can't believe this guy. <laughs> this guy has one of the best college resumes there is out there. Other than and yeah, then he yeah, comes he comes into the NFL and completely wets the bed. Yeah. Other than Nick he's, Saban, there aren't many better. Yeah. No, he's got a young he's got a young team mm-hmm. and a very talented team. Yeah. What I mean, the heck? I mean, here, here's the thing though. Some some guys work better in the NFL and some guys work better in college. I mean, Nick Saban. I mean, Nick Saban obviously when he just didn't pan out when he was with the Dolphins, he just wasn't that kind of a Dude, guy. Trade, it, it almost would have worked out. He almost landed Drew Brees. Fair enough, but almost. at the but at the same time, he, he isn't really that. He's a kind of a eh, NFL coach. Goes to college is a god in college. Yeah, he's, was, yeah. he's literally the college equivalent to Bill Belichick. Yeah, he's like, he's now taken over what Bear Bryant is for a college coach, and is now just the guy for college coaches. He's the oh, yeah. he's now the gold standard for college coaches. Then you look at uh, I mean, Urban Meyer is kind of turning into a perfect example of that. And then another guy who comes to my mind too is John Harbaugh or Jim Harbaugh rather. Jim, yep, yeah, Jim uh, John 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 still with the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but as, as as a Michigan fan, I've, I'm used to watching. Harbaugh now with Michigan obviously was fine with the 49ers had some was able to Made a take, Super Bowl yeah was able to take them to a Super Bowl and had some you know good overall collective chemistry with those guys but clearly he has I, I would say he's better as a college coach and a lot of that just comes down to how you can w- with the types of players you're working with when you're in college you're working with a lot of young guys that are basically trying to get to the league and you know you could be the number one recruit in the country but still nothing is guaranteed to you Mm-mm. I mean it, it it's like this like college is still the stepping stone in getting to the league and being a good college coach is being able to get across to those guys and, and saying, Hey, listen, I know what you guys are going through. Sometimes, sometimes those guys have gone through it themselves. I'm going to help you guys get there. And like, there's sometimes a way to do it because you have that resume of getting it, of getting there. When yeah, you're, when you're in sure. the NFL, 
those when you're and you're a head coach and you're walking into a room, there are guys in that room that are making more money than you. And that, that's just a given fact now. And in college, that just isn't the case, even with NIL now being as popular as, as yep. it is. No, no player in that room is making more than you. You mm-hmm. essentially are the smartest guy in the room. So when you're an NFL head coach, you're walking in the room with seasoned veterans that may have that may be playing the game longer than you. Yep. In the case of Sean McVay, there are guys that are older than you in that room. Mm-hmm. And I mean, because I'm thinking of Andre Whitworth. So listen, it, it's a very it's a difficult gig and it's it takes a different set of skills to be able to do so. I listen, maybe Urban Meyer can go to uh, can go back to college and do something there. Frankly, if I was a college program, I'm seeing the way that things are unfolding in Jacksonville after he hasn't really coached since Ohio State. I, I don't know if I'd re- I don't know if I'd really want to take a chance on it personally. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what you do with that. Yeah. For him going back to college, I think that he's done. Yeah, I, I he's he, I, he retired and then came out of retirement to come to come to the NFL. He's done. Yeah, he, yeah, after after all of this, if you're a college, would you really hire him? Mm. I don't no. care if you're Notre Dame, you're Cincinnati. Well, Notre, Dame, Notre Dame just hired a, hired a coach. Uh, Marcus think. Freeman. Marcus Freeman, yeah. Yeah, they, they went internally. Yeah, well, yeah. I, just, just for reference, I don't care if you're Notre Dame, you're Cincinnati, you're freaking UMass. I wouldn't hire him. <laughs> I mean, UMass might have to. You, you might. UMass's you, football team is not good. Yeah, you, you might. UMass <laughs> might have to hire anyone at this point. I mean, I don't care what their rap sheet is. They they could hire me as their next football <laughs> coach, and you know, I think that we could turn that program around. I, I'm just saying, the minute men are are garbage. But it's yeah, it's no, an awful program. They're not. Good. So I, I think I that think, I think we could take them. Oh yeah, no, I could. We. Yeah. I I mean, what they have this year, one win. I like we could. Here, here let me look it up. I, we could definitely get them more than one win. I'm just saying. Like, at, like I, from from what I've seen with the UMass program, sorry for the kind of little offbeat tangent here, but you know when you look at the UMass program there, Andy Isabella. Well, Andy Isabella, you know, no no hate on Andy Isabella, but let's just be frank here. The I, I remember the UMass the the UMass team they beat they beat UConn, who it was the second worst team in in college football compared to I them. I remember that and game. Their head coach ended up celebrating by like getting sprayed with champagne or milk or something. I forget what he got sprayed with, and proceeded to get fired like eleven days later. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm, it's uh, so. Listen, I think we could take the UMass football program to new heights. Just saying, UMass 100%. UMass football versus Bryant. Oh, here wait, UMass. Well, in their last uh, full season in 2019, they were one in 11. <laughs> yeah. So, so listen, they're, they're terrible. I, I think we got a shot here with something. I, I and plus, if you if you're asking how I think Brian would do, I I think Zevi would pass for a million yards on him. I, I oh, frankly, Zevi, Zevi would torch him. Yeah, Zevi would turn him. Zevi would kill him. I'm just saying, like yeah. Zevi would murder those guys. Awesome. But, yeah. Yeah. But listen, uh, I think that I think that's kind of enough Urban Meyer talk. But you talked about. Trevor Lawrence in the immense talent that he is in Jacksonville. One of the conversations that I'm now hearing though, with, uh, with uh, Trevor Lawrence and the, and the situation in Jacksonville is if things were to be redone now, again, would Trevor Lawrence still be the number one pick in Jacksonville? And what, what a lot of people are saying now is listen, <sighs> let me come out and say it right now. I'm a, I'm a very avid Mac Jones supporter. I love Mac Jones and I love what he's doing for the New England Patriots. But there are people now saying that they would rather that there are now people saying that Mac Jones may have gone first overall if there was an NFL redraft today. No, I don't agree with those statistics, but I still doubt it. Yeah. Listen, I don't like the I don't like the odds of that. But uh, listen, Mac Jones has been amazing for us this year. I I, I'm grateful that we have a quarterback that's actually willing to pass the ball again. <laughs> Cam Newton. I mean, listen, <laughs> more on him later. Yeah, no more on Cam later. No, we'll definitely want to get to Cam. Cause that that's a whole nother debacle. Thank God we got out from that mess, but listen, I bought his Jersey. What a waste <laughs> of money. That's, that's tragic, man. What? Like I will say, it now, nice it's, say n- n- now they're on clearance at the nearest Dick's. You should have got, you should have got JC Jackson or someone <laughs> like that. It's nice to say I have a Cam Newton Patriots Jersey. Cause he was here for one year. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. I almost bought a Dwayne Wade Cavs jersey. He played there <laughs> for mean, 10 games, not even. Yeah. I mean, he, he had the worst season in like 20 years of the Pats. So is it really that impressive? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. You're, you're, Sorry, you're, you're, you're staying true I mean, to your value. You're staying true to your point. But again, listen, do you think Mac Jones would work in, in many, many other systems outside of New England? No, I think I think I still think Trevor Lawrence goes number number one overall. Um, yes. Just mm-hmm. even by his college career, like yeah, I get that Mac Jones won the won, won the national championship, but he had you know Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle to throw yes. to, um, and then Najee in the backfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think Mac was put in the best system possible Absolutely. out of any of these guys. I think 
anyone par, maybe Zach Wilson, I think could do, you know, Mac has obviously excelled, but I think any of them would have had a better fit in new England than, uh, than, than in Jacksonville, just because of the way Jacksonville was set up. I think that, uh, you know, putting Mac who is in many ways, like Tom Brady in terms of intellect and also, um, you know, the way he just plays the game, yeah. um, you know, doesn't really move and, you know, can, is, is a, you know, stay true to a pocket passer type of player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I think, you know, putting him with bill who, you know, held Ted Tom Brady for 20 years, as well I think as Josh McDaniels, as well as Josh McDaniels. Yeah. Yeah. So they know what to do with Mac Jones. And I think that's why he translated so well and has been the best quarterback, oh, you yeah. know, in the NFL this season. I think if you put, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence and, and Trey Lance and, uh, well, one Trey Lance with the team that actually plays them. And then also, uh, you know, Justin Fields, I think if you put them in better systems, I think they, they would either, you know, be at Mac Jones's level or maybe even surpass it. I like how you said minus Zach Wilson at the beginning, because that guy's just awful. He, he has been the biggest, I think he's the only one where I have already lost the faith in him. I don't yeah. like, Zach Wilson's a dud, bro. I think, I think <laughs> he's, he's a dud. The guy's like five, eight. I think terrible. I think he's the only one out of the draft where I think it's a lost. I think it's just a lost cause. Yeah, Lawrence, you know the talents there. I think you just got to give him a better, a better coaching system and a better, um, you know, a better uh, team to put around him. Um, he's. I think he's got the receivers, but he and and the running back. But I think he needs you know more of a line and you know some some more confidence from he needs the a system. coach. He needs a coach. Yeah. He needs he, a better he organization. Needs, he, needs he, needs more, a, he needs he needs to be out of New York, man. New York is yeah. awful. No, no, you I, get drafted to New York, you die. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is kind of a death sentence. But at the same time, though, if you make a good point, I, I remember when like the whole Zach Wilson hype was like like was out of this world, and it was like it was like look at look out for this quarterback from BYU, and I was like really. I was like, yeah, I, and number I, and, two overall. And I'm and I'm just like, listen, Zach Wilson, it, you know, I was seeing the highlights and I was like, OK, this is fine. But who's BYU facing? Are they facing Alabama no. or are they you know, are they facing that real talent? And I was just like no. to get him at number two overall. I was like, that's ambitious, man. Like, even even Trey Lance, I think, was ambitious, like North Dakota yeah. State. Like, yes, yeah. interesting. I, I mean, mean, I mean, like they, they they did produce Carson Wentz, who had an MVP level season he before he got hurt, but he did. And even this season, he hasn't been terrible. Yeah, he hasn't been he hasn't been terrible this season. He's so, actually had an O line. I feel like you can't look at quarterbacks that play against like bad teams like a little less because you look at Josh Allen. Josh Allen came out of Wyoming. He did. They don't really play that much. And you say Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz didn't really play much, and he came in and lit it up until he in, got injured, and he just wasn't the same. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean Josh. Josh Allen's an interesting case, though. I think he. I think Buffalo drafted him as more of a project. Uh, because you know the the athleticism was there, and I'm part Bills fan, so I mean I have a <laughs> I have a reason to talk about Josh Allen. I mean Patriots first, of course, but um, I think he they they drafted him as part of a project because that the athleticism was there and the talent yeah. was there, but they put him into a good. I mean Sean McDermott is a good coach. I think he's um, you know obviously he had his struggles this year, but I mean I don't know how much of that's down to Josh Allen per se, but uh, he was put in a good system and I think his, he's made the strides he's put in the work to really make those improvements and become an elite quarterback. Um, and, and I think for, for a guy like, you know, Trey Lance, who has a good system, but he's just still, just still behind Jimmy G. Uh, I, I don't really understand that one too much, but yeah. um, I think, I think he's in a good system. It's just a matter of, you know, when they actually play him and then, you know, Wilson put it in the jets. I mean, I mean, that's just failure from the start. Yeah, no, um, there's no hope there, but, no. but you also, you also said you're, your, your your second favorite team is the Bills, a team a team within the AFC East. Uh, okay, so my reasoning for that is my dad. Uh, I mean, man, th- th- that's just like kissing your sister. Okay. <laughs> what the heck? Like, <laughs> Who I mean, says it, that? That's it, just it doesn't. No, okay, it, okay. Here's yeah. why. My dad grew up about an hour outside Buffalo, where okay. I was born in Canada. Was about an hour outside Buffalo. Yeah. So my dad grew up a Bills fan. Watched them lose four Super Bowls in a row. <laughs> And then, uh, and then after that, he's just like, okay, F this, I'm out of here. Yeah. Um, and, and then you but know, he went we, to a team within within his own division. Well, then we moved here and we became Patriots fans at the right time because you know when we moved here was the year 2002, which okay. was right after they won their first championship. Okay, so you, um, so you saw where the where the way things were going and hopped on the bandwagon. Yeah, but but you know, I I, I still stay. <laughs> I mean, true you, to the Patriots. you were born into it. You were born into it. You're fine. Yeah, I was born into the born into the Patriots, born to the Bills in a way. So you know, okay. and, and I've you know been following the NFL closely the last few years. So. I have ties to both teams. If it's the Pats against the Bills, I'm rooting for the Patriots. Mm. Um, but if it's Buffalo against anyone else, I'm rooting for Buffalo. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, listen, my second favorite team is the Giants. So I, I, I feel it. Oh, <laughs> get out. 
that's worse than Buffalo. Buffalo at least sucks. They're within the division. Buffalo, yeah, we, the Pats feasted on Buffalo for years. Okay. Like, uh, other than the 90s, it's been it's been all Patriots, man. Yeah. No, well, listen, I, I the only time I'll actually ever root for the Giants in a postseason is when the Patriots are out of it. Okay. I mean, that's kind of yeah, like, no, it, that's kind of like me with the bills. Yeah. Same, same thing. If the, if, if the, if the giants and the Pats are in the Super Bowl, F the giants, like I like, there's, okay, how, good. Can there's you, a, how can you root for the giants? I don't really. Okay. Good. You just said that you would. I mean, yeah. If they, in the theory, in the hypothetical yeah, world, I mean, where, they're where not, they they're make not, the postseason over the Patriots. I'm sorry. For, you know, for the first 20 years, that only happened a handful of times. And, 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 you know, and, two, and, of them, and, two of them just happened to be, you know, yeah, against us. And, like. and frankly, I wasn't even that into football when they won, when they, when the Giants won the first time. And then the second time I kind of nodded off in the second half. So I barely even remember that one either. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, looking at, ne- looking at it now for the next 20 years, I'm not too confident in the Giants either. So, so listen, not, not as long as Daniel Jones is their quarterback. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Bryce Young changes that team. I don't oh, know. Yeah, no, maybe it's possible. So I mean, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, no, we'll have to see what ends up happening there. But okay. Just real quick on Mac Jones. I'm looking. I, I, I saw a picture the other day. That's why I've been scrolling through on my phone here. I'm looking for the comparison where it said it was just like 2001, where it was a comparison and it was Mac Jones versus Tom Brady. Yeah. And it, the numbers are almost identical. So it, it's, it's yeah. all about for a rookie. <laughs> it's all about coaching. Yeah, I mean, and, it, it and, really and, is. And that, that's why I'm trying to bring it up. Yeah. It's all about it's all about coaching. If the rookie falls in the right place, I mean, he'll he'll be good. But people compare should. people compare Mac Jones to Tom Brady uh, in 2001, and I think what a lot of people forget is that Brady wasn't a rookie in 2001. No, he, he was. He, a, he had a year. No, no, he was. He had a year. He had a year in the Patriot system, which I mean, yeah, he and, did. and he was doing that as a six round draft pick. Again, greatest quarterback of all time. But you come out of Michigan as a six yeah. round draft pick, and you're the fourth quarterback on the depth chart that they, year. And they can't. They didn't. They had they they didn't want to keep him as a fourth quarterback, but they were like, we don't want it to take a chance of somebody else grabbing. Yeah, let's let's just say this. Uh, thank you to the Jets for uh, injuring Drew Bledsoe and uh, you know <laughs> allowing but Tom Bledsoe Brady to was come in. A good quarterback, he was, but then but he's you not know, Tom Brady. But then you know they he got injured. Us, he got us to that first. This guy, yeah. this guy injures you know Bledsoe, and then Brady comes in and you know lights the rest, up. The rest is history. Oh yeah, no, the rest is history. <laughs> but did that graphic just proves proves the point where a quarterback can have all this talent, but he doesn't land the right coach? It's yeah. game yeah, over. Exactly, because you have to have that connection. Yeah, in terms of in terms of you know the the systems that each guy was drafted in, I think. Mac Jones had the best setup, also not only because of you know the fact that you know yeah Bill Belichick is his coach, you know one of the winningest yeah. coaches of all time, yeah. But also he, uh, he he's literally like I mean there wasn't much difference that they had to do between him and and Brady because yeah. their their playing styles are so similar. Exactly. Opposed, if Justin Fields went to the Patriots, it would be there would be a lot more adjustment because yeah. Fields is a different type of quarterback. He's yep. got the he's got the legs. It's all about the system, and mm-hmm. he's got the yeah Mac Jones. Like, you know, whether or not somebody wants to throw out the term system QB or whatever, like the system is working for Mac Jones. Yeah, no, it it is. But you also look at Arizona, Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. Yeah. They have a great relationship. Phenomenal duo. You look at um, out in Seattle. Um, Russell Wilson. Before this, before this, before everything that's going on. Before this season. Before everything going on. (laughs) But you look at Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Mike Tomlin Tomlin and Roethlisberger. Yep. Um, Like I said, uh, Baker Mayfield and Kevin Stefanski have a great relationship. Oh, yeah. yep. I think Baker's just getting beat up out there. But <laughs> yeah. You get the idea, but those are just to, to name a few that, or even uh, 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 Justin Herbert and um, Brendan Staley. Yeah. I mean, they've been, yeah. they've been yeah. a good duo. Too. Yeah, that's a good duo as <laughs> yeah. well. Exactly. So, I mean, there's a lot of good duos for coaches going on in the I, league right now. What a low key underrated one, Bruce Arians and Tom and, Brady. No, well, no, 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 not Bruce Arians, not Bruce Arians, not Bruce Arians. I was about to say, oh, Bruce- shit, not Bruce Arians. I was about to um, say, I was, uh, they're not that one. Um, crap. I now forget his name. Uh, the, the dude from Carolina. Oh, Matt Rule? No. Oh, no, 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 uh, uh, Patri- no, no. no, he used to coach Carolina. Rivera, Washington. R- Rivera yeah. and ha- yeah. Heineke? Yeah, Rivera and Heineke. Okay. I think that'll be a good one. Rivera well, is a good coach. I saw Heineke got hurt this weekend. Uh, did we? I didn't actually see what happened. Uh, I know Heineke suffered an injury this weekend, so I don't know really? what I don't know what the small one. I think it'll be fine. I don't I don't think it was a big <laughs> one, but he he didn't finish the game. It was Kyle Allen in there. Oh really? Yeah. I, mean, I think that one's gonna be a good relationship because I think Taylor Heineke. I think they found he's, their quarterback. He's definitely got these. There's definitely some talent there. I think it's just you know I think he's he needs play, more experience. He needs to play play a little more to really like. Yeah. Get I think into a next group. year if they they want if Taylor Heineke starts as the number one quarterback next year, I think he'll play lights out. Not like. 
you know, I mean, Super he, Bowl, he was, but he could, he, I could see him making a Pro Bowl turn a, a Pro Bowl year together. I yeah. just feel like one thing people are forgetting is that Ryan Fitzpatrick was supposed to be Washington's quarterback this year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, nope. so, so they didn't even trust Heineke at the beginning. No, right? that's the thing. No, they, they didn't. didn't. I mean, because I, mean, I, I don't entirely fault them because other than that one playoff game against the Bucs, what, I mean, what other, exactly. What, what do you, else has Heineke really done? Go off of. No, I don't, that's I, I don't even know where he, where did he play in college? Uh, Jesus, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't even know. I don't even know where Heineke played in college. He played in the AAF for a while. Yeah, for for, for not for a while because it was only he's, for... he's kind of somebody that like in a way like Tom Brady that just jumped on the scene out of nowhere. And, yeah, and yeah, like, well, Tom Brady played for old, Michigan. He went to Old Dominion. Yeah. Okay, so like, completely, you know, different. Like Michigan's at least you know like a credible crazy, school. crazy. Yeah. But but yeah, Old Dominion. <laughs> where even is oh, that? I, I yeah. Well, you should have uh, Virginia. Should've, yeah, you should have asked. In Virginia, okay. Yeah, I was getting recruited by Old Dominion. Oh really? <laughs> Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Oh, fair so, enough. So, so you, man, you could have gone to the league. Yeah, bro. <laughs> you could have been, been the International Swim League, yeah, you which could, is you could for have, anyone that probably doesn't care is going bankrupt pretty much. Oh, nice. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it's just not. It's just not a sport <laughs> yeah. you can make. You can really oh. make TV out of. But yeah. So we were talking about how different quarterbacks do in different situations. One quarterback who doesn't look like he's working in any situation anymore is uh, a man who we a man who we talked about at the beginning of this segment. That is Mr. Cam Newton. Oh, God. Uh, uh, guys, just to preface, he's back. He's back, you guys. He's so, back uh, on the bench is where I'm he is. Back. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm back. <laughs> oh, Benched. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> what a loser. Uh, man, I, I, I got to say, when, when, we, when it, we ended up getting him out of here for Mac Jones, I was nervous more, not, not because of us losing Cam Newton, but because of how Mac Jones was going to do. Now saying that Mac Jones is at least a capable quarterback. Yeah. Thank God we got rid of Cam <laughs> Newton. Cause I mean, even last year, I don't even think he he's washed. Like, let's just be he's frank. So there's, there's nothing left of him at this point. And it, well, well, I actually, I will say this about him. His arm is washed. Yeah. I, I think I mean, this might be a, a bit of a hot. I think he could do a job as a running back for oh, at yeah. least a year or two. His legs are still there. Yeah. They also said that to Tim Tebow. I know well, they, they Tim wanted, Tebow they wanted was a special case. Yeah, but. they wanted Tim at tight end. They wanted Tim yeah. at tight end. Newt, and, Newt, I think I mean Newton's got the size. Yeah. He's he's six, what, six five, two fifty, two sixty. Oh, yeah, he's, he's a big dude. I, I and I think I mean even if you use him as like a uh, you know like a, taste a rotation, like a taste like, like a taste hill type. Yeah. I think he could do a job as a taste hill type. Oh, I, I really think, do. I think he could do a job like that too. But I, but, I, but he I, can't I throw. Well, I also think you you also what you want to know why he'll never do that. I think his ego is too big for him. It is way too big. It is way too big. I think if you if 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 he for wanted Cam, to starter or bust. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. And and if he wanted to, I think he could be that Taysom Hill type of mold where you oh, know yeah. you have a guy like well, obviously before the injury, like Jameis Winston, who yeah, you know, the, he was having a good season. Yeah. He, he had a passer rating of over a hundred. Like Jason, Jameis was having a good season, but Jameis Winston fell. Jameis Winston and Sean Payton. It's, good, it's a good combo. It's, good, it's, it's good, a good combo. combo. It's yeah. a great combo. <laughs> great combo. Um, you know, yeah, he he was having a great season, and then you know gets injured, of course, but. Yeah, I think I think Cam could be a Taysom Hill type where you don't, uh, you know, play him every single play, but when he comes in, he can he can it's do like a the job. wildcat yeah. formation technically yeah. because, but he's still a quarterback. But that's what it like would it be like. Yeah, and and you know, Taysom Hill is one of the most effective you know running players in the league, even if he doesn't you know put up the numbers. He's but, an he's ass a quarterback. <laughs> he's not. Yeah, he. There's my it's, hot it's take. He's ass at quarterback he's, no he's not i mean he's better than trevor simeon but that's not really saying much yeah. but um mm-hmm. he's yeah i mean i think cam cam we're, we're better than trevor simeon i think i think cam yeah he hey, he's, not, hey, he's not i got a cannon over here yeah mm. i mean let, let, i'm just saying right now if we got zevi on the saints he'd be better than trevor simeon that's that's true <laughs> you think <laughs> simeon's so bad trevor, trevor simeon is just the, the one of the worst what, quarterbacks i've seen in yeah a while. one of the things i'm going to say about carolina though they should have kept teddy bridgewater yeah i don't know why yeah they, i don't yeah. know why does everybody keep they, they, it's just, it's okay you know what you know what no answer me this why does everybody keep giving up on teddy bridgewater i don't know because i they they i guess they felt that sam darnold was better but why, why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you ever think like, that? I, you know, Teddy Bridgewater say, is decent. He's got, no, he's been to these terrible here's, teams. Here's the thing with Teddy Bridgewater. Is he the, you know, most all-star quarterback you're ever going to get? No, 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 of course not. He, Saints he, kept he was never pinned Teddy, as that. Teddy Bridgewater is, is in similar. I'll, I'll use Tyrod as an example too. Yeah. Uh, when he's healthy. I think he's a better um, version of Tyrod. He's personally. yeah. He's th- oh, their quarterbacks. Better. They're, they're kind of like these, you know, no pun intended bridge quarterbacks that <laughs> <laughs> they're these type of bridge quarterbacks that can do a job. Um, you know, you can build around them, you know, will they take you to that next level? Maybe not, 
but the, you know, you can like Denver's probably going to finish 500 or yeah. just under, Yeah, you know, and, and part of the reason they will is because drew Locke is well, not their quarterback. Well, Teddy Bridgewater I'm, is at least decent. Well, unfortunately they're either going to finish over or under cause you can't finish 500 with the new expansion. That's true. Schedule That's now. true. I forgot about that. So, yeah, 17 games. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they'll, 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 they'll probably be around nine and eight, eight and nine, or, or yeah. maybe seven and 10, like around that type of, yeah, yeah, yeah. of area. But, but the reason that they're, they're, they're even that, because I mean, other than, you know, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, what do you have there? I mean, yeah. Melvin Gordon, <laughs> I don't know why the saints didn't keep Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Well, I mean, J- to be fair, I mean, it worked out for them because obviously before the injury, J- Jameis was fine. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, I think they, tr- they trusted him. They took him from Tampa where he was, hit or miss um you know he either threw a touchdown or a pick it was there's no in between yeah um and and you know Jameis is is talented there's no there's no doubts about that and i think they backed him more than they backed teddy mm-hmm. um and i think teddy also I, I forget what the story behind that was but teddy i believe also wanted to leave yeah um, because he, he knew he was still behind drew Brees, and you know probably felt he could do a job and he was fine in carolina before you know before they didn't trust him and then chipped him out to Denver. Yeah. I think, I think what people see with Teddy Bridgewater is that they, they see a quality option at quarterback, but they see the potential to move and get something better. To move and get, yeah. And, and for, and for Carolina, they were wrong when they wanted to go and get Darnold. That did not work Dar- out. No, Darnold, Dar- Darnold. I mean, there's some talent there, but I think the problem with him is he just, he's not accurate. Yeah. Like, you know, everyone, like, everyone blame the jets. Yeah. Uh, but, but, just I think we were realizing now that other than those first three games where he actually looked okay, mm-hmm. he's a dud. Yeah. I mean, whether oh. it be whether it be teams going after I mean, you think of the Vikings, they gave up on they eventually gave up on uh they gave up on Case Keenum yeah, and Bridgewater, but they gave up on Bridgewater as well. Yeah, and Case Keenum and they had brought in Kirk Cousins. Now you can talk about how that's affected them, but then it goes to the Saints. The Saints end up saying we want Drew Brees for whatever's left of him. Panthers say that they want, you know, they, they want to go with Sam Darnold of all yeah. people. I'm like, all right, good luck to you. Hell go, you know, go, yeah. go, go nuts. But I don't know. I don't know if it's really, I don't know if the Broncos is really going to be where he ends up now. I don't think this I, is going to be his long-term option. The one thing, the one thing know. is I don't understand why, because Carolina had what the eighth pick. I have to go back and look. Maybe they, they had a high draft pick. They could have had uh if it's, let's just say it is the eighth pick. You, you could have had Justin Fields or, or Mac. Yeah, you really could have. And I think what could have should have. And I think with I, I think with Matt Rule that would have been a pretty interesting. I think I think Justin. I mean, because I think Justin Fields would have been a great player for for Carolina. Mm. Oh I yeah. Oh, him rocking I, that powder blue actually would have been nice. I, I think Justin. I think Justin Fields would have been the best option for here. Let me. Uh, I'll, I'll check what pick it is, but I think Justin Fields could have could have done a job in Carolina. Yeah. And now and now we're seeing you know why Cam sucked last year. I mean, I mean he can't throw. I mean guys, Cam can't throw in his last eleven games with the Panthers. And this this was an amazing stat to me. Cam Newton is 0 and 11 with in his last yeah. 11 starts as a, as a as the quarterback of the Carolina yeah, Panthers. And, the, and in the last two games, he's ass. I mean, it, in the at, last at two games, this, I don't know what how much more he has to play <laughs> for anybody to completely see this. Either. Yeah, everyone was like, "You're you're getting ready." I can't believe you they cut Cam. Whoa! It was you, the, the Patriots cut Cam Newton. Why did they cut Cam Newton? Cam Newton can still play. Oh my God! Cam Newton can do this. Cam Newton can do that. Cam Newton stinks. I, I just I'm checking now. I was right. It, it was the eighth pick. Okay, so, so they yeah. could have had who they pick. They picked uh, J.C. Horn. It was yeah, a cornerback. He's actually not bad. Yeah, nah, he just got injured. But at the yeah. same time, you know, obviously, you know, the big the, the top three panned out that way. I think even Zach Wilson would have been better than than, yeah. than Cam. But, yeah, but Cam <laughs> um, Newton can't play anymore. I think I think they should have picked Justin Fields. Yeah. At this point with Cam, though, because of his ego of being big enough, one, do you think that Carolina will probably show him the door and, and I think he's, and, yeah, he's and, done and politely ask him to not come back? I don't think, I yeah. don't think, I don't think he he's done close. enough. It's yeah. time for him to hang him up. Do you think, do you think he will though? Or do you think his ego will try to keep him ego? ego get on the I way. think he'll try. I think he'll try to find a job, but really, I think unless somebody wants to use him like that Taysom Hill type, I really don't, I don't see him saying, I, I really can't imagine it per- personally. I think that he's done If And I mean, the big thing that I was giving Cam Newton last year, and this was it. And I was like, okay, maybe this might be the type of season for something. And I've said it multiple times on the show. I was like, all right, he had some, you know, major, he had some like major surgery on his shoulder. And yeah. I was like, I was like, all right, that probably like a Tommy John surgery that a pitcher comes back for that usually like needs a year to kind of get yeah. back under your belt. And I was like, okay, maybe that's what Cam Newton needs. Now looking at how things are going in Carolina, it's clear to see that it it's not just the shoulder. It's the entire you know, personal, it is the entire Cam Newton. And unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, while Cam Newton still does have 
immense athleticism, which he does. Like I'm, there, there's no lying there, that it's not the athleticism that that was in MVP cam in 2015, no. where he was able to bail out, not having the best arm and was able to take Carolina to a Super Bowl because he had, you know, also immense talent around him, but he was able to make, he was able to make up plays out of yep. broken plays like that. And because he doesn't have that anymore, and it's, you know, you're still left with a summit, somewhat athletic guy. It's just not going to be able to compute. No, no. And oh, also, he took the, you know, took him to the Super Bowl and lost oh, to yeah. the, he lost to the immaculate forehead. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Man should have dove on the ball. Man should have dove on that goddamn football. Uh, still, are, still angers me to this day. Oh, well, I mean, it, it, it won, it won some good players a Super Bowl. I oh, mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Von Miller, Demarius, who we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so Peyton, Marcus Ware. Peyton won his second. So there's there were some good players. Some absolute beast on, that, that, on team. that team. Yeah. But, I but, I want to take a second. Yeah, I was actually about to pass this off to you. So Tyler to just bring something up that we were talking about, Urban Meyer. Yeah. I just looked on my phone real quick and I got Josh Lambeau says Urban Meyer kicked him during preseason. He what? <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> Pause. <What? laughs> all right. All right. You ready for this? All right. Uh former. Former Jacksonville Jaguars kicker Josh Lambeau told the Tampa Bay Times that head coach Erm Meyer kicked him during warmups in August. Lambeau said Meyer does not refer to specialists by their name using kicker or punter or certain insults. That's They're struggling to open the preseason. Right. Meyer allegedly went up to Lambeau during warmups before a game against the Cowboys and said, "Hey, um, dip. Yeah, you yeah, fill in the rest. Make your effing kicks for kicking him in the leg." Lambo said the kick wasn't as hard as Meyer could have done it, but it certainly wasn't a love tap. It's it's. It, I mean, it, the thing is, it I doesn't. Mean, I mean, I'm. It doesn't even matter how hard the kick is. What's it's, wrong with this you're guy? Ki- you're kicking yeah. your kicker. I, what's it, wrong like, with this guy? It's, it's just that, like, it, it could have been like the 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 softest tap, and it's and I still would have been pissed if I was the kicker yeah, because I mean, like it's it's the it's the motion. Like, I mean, you know, your coach isn't backing you. He's. I saw a video the other day of, of Sean McVay, who, you know, obviously, we, we, no, we mentioned Sean, Mc, we mentioned Sean McVay earlier. I watched a video of Sean McVay, like hyping up his guys. He's like, yeah, you got this. You're great. Like, that's what a coach should be, you know, like harsh when he has to be. But at the same time, when you make a play, like, congratulate him. Like, yeah. I think it was to Matt Stafford. He was like, you know, great throw, like put it right on him. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, I, mean, I you're, 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 that's actually a great point. I saw a clip of uh, uh, it, it was saying. Urban Meyer doesn't even know who's on the field. And then it cuts to a clip of Sean McVay and he's breaking down the play set of a play that happened three years ago on some random quarter in this random game. And I'm just like, I mean, listen, Sean McVay is a genius, but at the same time, like you can't even get to like a, like half of that Urban Meyer. Like, no, it's ridiculous. It just shows the level of quality. Yeah, He's, he's trying to get the hell out of there now. Cause he probably saw how things were. He probably saw all right halfway through. I brought in Tim Tebow. Obviously that, that wasn't going to work out. I was going to bring that up earlier too. Yeah. I mean, that, it, that started a lot of controversy. Everyone was like, Tim Tebow, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it's it's a joke now at this point. It is a joke. Jacksonville is a joke. Yeah. But I also want to bring up a little heartwarming story. I did want. It yeah. happened on yeah. Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who don't know, the Rams and the Cardinals played each other on Monday Night Football. It was a great game. Ended up coming down to the final seconds. Down to the yeah. wire, you could yeah. say. They yep. ended up coming down, yep. down to the hey. wire. <laughs> um, the Rams were able to secure a victory over the Cardinals, which was key win for the Rams. They need to get back on track, to, you know, get back in the playoff hunt, but like secure their spot. But, you know, when it comes to sports, let's be real. If a dad sees their son playing, they're yeah, going to be, yeah. they're going to be all jittery. They're going to oh, be like, yeah. Oh my God. You yep. know, I see it. I saw it with Ken Griffey jr. I see videos oh, yeah. of that. Well, Tom Brady senior too. Tom Brady senior yeah. after Tom Brady game winning drive. Did you guys saw him in the stands. Did you guys actually kind of going off that, I'll let you get to your story. Did you also see the clip of Tiger Woods reacting to the clip of his kid playing? And yep. they, they, they just spit an image of him. They, I didn't get around to that one. Yeah, it's they, a spitting image of Tiger it, Woods. It, they, they did a side by side of Tiger Woods and, and Charlie, like back, like literally side by side, frame by frame. And like, they have like even the little, littlest idiosyncrasies they yeah. match. It's like crazy. Yeah. But I will say, but you know, those emotions, Yeah. but For this, sure. this, this night yeah. in particular was a little different. Mm-hmm. So Van Jefferson, a second year wide receiver out of Florida, yes, University sir. of Florida. Yes, I said to take the field. And on the opposite side, the wide receivers coach <laughs> happened to be his father, yeah. Sean Jefferson. Yeah. He, um, he spent 12 years in the league. He played for the Chargers, the Pats, the Falcons, ended with Detroit in 2003. Um, so the game was deadlocked 13 13 in the third quarter. Van Jefferson ended up breaking the tie with a 52 <laughs> yard touchdown. Matthew Stafford threw a dime 
downfield. Yep. And as Stafford's running down the field, you can congratulate Van Jefferson. Where does the camera pan to? Sean Jefferson pacing up and down the sidelines, being all mad. Didn't even <laughs> care to see that it was a son. He was all mad. But that's because he's competitive and everything else like that. <laughs> I'm but, sure. I'm sure you congratulated him after the game. Oh yeah, but hey, you know it was just. Good job. But after after the game, his father his, um, his father was not happy. You know, on the sideline. But after the game, Van was able to give his father that ball that he caught that 52 <laughs> yard touchdown, which I thought. Oh, was, so now so now he's rubbing it in. But I thought that I thought that was awesome because his dad was like that was the, I, I think that's so cool. But Van said that. You know, his dad was part of the reason he was able to get to this level. And he also mentioned that he remembers when he was six or seven years old, practicing drills in the backyard and that he wants to play the way his dad played. But now this <laughs> is where I thought was shows the competitiveness of okay. this household. Because uh -huh. in February of last year, Sean said that I'm looking forward to kicking his butt twice <laughs> a year. Um, so that's what I'm looking forward to more than anything. It'll be good to see him play. We get on the field, but I want to kick his butt every way possible. I'm a competitor and he is too, <laughs> but I'd love nothing more than those bragging rights every season of kicking his butt twice a year. Jesus. I don't know about you, but that is one of the reasons that sports bring me a lot of joy. Oh, yeah. You see stories like that, catching a touchdown against his dad, giving <laughs> that game ball to his dad, rubbing it in. Hey dad, I beat you. Remember that? Hey dad, family oh, yeah. Christmas. Hey dad, is that the football that, you know, I beat you? I, I caught, I caught that and I beat you. Uh, I don't know about you, but I thought that was a great story. A little, Jesus a little heartwarming story, especially for finals week. Make you. Oh yeah. You know, and then for everybody That's, else, it's always a great yeah, story for sure. For sure. Absolutely. That was a good story. All right. But boys, uh, I did mean to cover the story at the beginning of the show, but I got way too carried away with the, uh, with urban Meyer making a jackass out of himself. So yeah. Uh, yeah. breaking per news per usual. Per yeah. usual. Yeah. We, we, we do have some breaking news, breaking out. news here at down to the wire before we do go down to the wire. Yeah. Uh, and that breaking news is that Danny Ainge has been hired as a, I believe he's an assistant governor, a slash CEO of basketball operations with the Utah jazz. So this was something that came in today. And when I saw this news, I saw it like five minutes after it broke. And I was actually, I was shocked, man. I, I can't lie to you. I mean, I remember earlier off in, in this summer when the news came out that as like literally the day after the Celtics lost to the Brooklyn nets and got shellacked by them yeah it, it, the news came out hey danny ainge is stepping down as president of basketball ops and brad stevens is now becoming the new danny ainge i was like yo what like like the celtics just lost like what just happened there, there's not even a great spirit and i remember this was like something that was apparently in the work in the in the works for months and i was shocked when it happened then the Celtics go out get Ime Adoka as their head coach and a slew of moves then followed and Listen, let's let's just be frank. The Celtics aren't really where we wanted to be. Had a no, good they're, they're not, they're they, not, they no, had a, good, not a they, good spot. They had a good win against the Bucks. I'll give them that. Jason Tatum had himself a good game. But yep. mm -hmm. listen, everyone thought that, and myself included, when it, when it was looking that Danny Ainge was going to step away, I there were parts of me thinking that he would come back, but another part of me was saying, what thought that this could be it for him because I knew that he had a heart attack a couple of years back and, you know, had some complications health wise. So I was like, okay, this, it logically, this could make sense for him to step away from the team and basically say, Hey, for my personal sake, I'm just going to ride off into the sense that I, yeah, I got yep. my, I got my championship yeah. and I'm a legend in Boston forever. So I'm going to ride, ride off into that. However, that's now changed and he's now, he's now going to be working with uh, the current GM for the jazz is going to remain, uh, but he's going to now be serving along in a role with them. And I, I don't know, boys, what do you guys think about this? I'll, I'll let you guys uh, start off. first. I'm currently looking uh, uh the current office. He, he has his alternate governor and then it says CEO for this is an article from ESPN. I didn't realize there were governors on, on basketball teams. I, I didn't know that either. To be, I didn't know there were governors that's weird. in sports. That's, that, that's, that's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it, I, it's a, it, that's a weird stat. I, I, I'm not used to hearing alternate governor. I, a, yeah, uh, that wasn't... Uh, it's like one governor gets fired and the other one comes in. Yeah, I'm like, kind of hurt. Yeah. I kind of feel betrayed. Mm. He was here for almost 20 years as yeah. an executive. Yeah, he was using he was. Long how long was he here in play here for? I have to look that up on, on the play. Fly. He played here for a couple years. He was with Mikhail and bird. Wasn't he? Yeah. Played with Mikhail and bird. I mean, I mean, Danny Ainge, Larry legend, incredible athlete. Not only did he play uh, professional basketball, he was also drafted and played professional baseball in, at the MLB level. 
That's insane. There's, hey, a, few, there's but, a few athletes that have done that. Tom, Tom, Tom Brady feel, did that too. No, but Danny Ainge played in the MLB. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, so he, he played in the MLB. He, he I feel so, it, was, it was eight seasons in Boston. Just I feel betrayed because this man is the reason we have half the players that we do today. Mm. This what, man. What other some are better than others. This man. Where is the trade? It's right in front of me. It was in front of me. <laughs> it was. Yeah, I remember you talking about it in the beginning of the show. This man. Put together one of the greatest trades <laughs> in NBA history on July 12, hey, 2013. Lying. You're not lying. When we set Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce to the Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. And also, a couple years before that, he traded for Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen. And Paul Pierce was already here. Yeah. Put that big three together, and what did they do? Go and do that first huh? year. Won a championship. First they year, they won too. a ship, baby. Yeah, they won their ship. And what a great executive. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, the fact that they and, were they were able to do that within the first year, which many could argue was kind of the case for why they why they didn't you know do it later on. Unfortunately, yeah. they you know kind of you know got that success too early, and they thought that they were just going to run the league for the rest of the time, and they did. It just didn't really pan out like that, unfortunately. Yeah. But I mean, they made it to another finals. They had their championship in 08 and he was able to put together one of the greatest, you know, teams that has ever graced the, has ever graced an NBA court. So I'm grateful for what he was able to do here. That's but, a fantastic. Those three were fantastic together. Oh yeah. Oh, no, he had a sharp sure. shoot in Ray was, Allen and don't even don't discount Rajon Rondo. No, no Rondo. Player. Rondo was the I'm he trying was to think the unsung hero. That's it. Of yeah. that team. And not a lot of people remember that he was a rookie on that yeah. team. I mean, listen, they were I, studs. Well, I am gonna well, I am gonna miss Danny Age, and I'm kind of mad that he did end up going to the jazz. I mean, listen, I know that he I know that he did end up having I, I know that he does have some connections out there and does have some you know connections out in Utah. I know yep. that, but at the end of the day, no, I no 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 I, connections, I, no I, nothing. I, this is this is BS, yeah. man. I, I am I, listen at the same time though, I I, I, it was Danny Ainge's time here in Boston was over. It, uh, it, it, it 100% was. was. It, it was done. Listen, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, w- whether you like Danny Ainge or not, and I, listen, for a good portion of time, I liked him. And, you know, the the I, the idea of Trader Danny, because he was going out and making those moves. Eventually, later on, he got too apprehensive. And the thing with, with, the thing with Danny Ainge was that he really needed to win the trade. And that was the big thing with him. He couldn't risk giving up, you know, this draft pick if it meant getting back a superstar. And... For him, like even with the Kyrie deal, he needed to win every single last bit of that, and he wasn't risking. He didn't want to risk anything. Exactly. Whether it could be, oh, we get in this big big man, but we have to give up a first round pick. I mean, at the end of the day, we're gonna have a pick in the twenties. So why do you even want that pick, Danny? And eventually, it was just like, unfortunately, it just never really materialized later on when we had the chance to maybe you know, advance and, you know, and really go for a piece. We never were able to go forward and make that move, yep. which really did hurt us later on. Unfortunately, we just weren't, we were never able to really, you know, excel beyond a certain level, which unfortunately it just, it, it, it does leave a lot of what ifs if Danny Ainge was able to pull the trigger a lot yep. later in his time here in Boston. But listen, I'm grateful for what he was able to bring here. But now looking at the Utah jazz, it's a very interesting situation out there because they're bringing in a lot of pieces from from you know just different organizations. You think of I'm now thinking of uh, Danny Ainge, who's obviously getting brought in now. Another guy who's now being a major part of the organization is Dwayne Wade. He's getting he he's now a part owner of the team. So uh, they're bringing in a lot of uh, you know very knowledgeable minds to the sport, whether you like them or not. They're all coming in here, and I think that the Jazz. I, I like what the Jazz are building out there in Utah. I I like uh, I like a good foundation. Yeah, I like Donovan Mitchell. I think that they're. I think that overall, what they have going on with uh, Conley and with Gobert and all those guys, it's a good, it's a good little core that they have going on. And I'd love to see, you know, from a usually what's considered a smaller market team, I'd love to be able to see them, you know, build more going forward. I like the small market team. I wouldn't be winning. mad. I wouldn't be mad if they won a championship. Oh, I, I'd I love them to win a championship. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be upset if they mm-hmm. did. I'd love them to win a championship personally. I would love that. I mean, the, Celt- the Celtics aren't winning anything this year. No, no, no. They're they're, okay. they're they're trash. Okay. Speaking of that, when are we in Boston going to get another um pay- a parade? I want a parade. <laughs> yeah. The close. What's going on? The close. I mean, the Pats have a chance. The Bruins. No. Uh, do you think no. so? You don't think so? No. Yeah. Have, I, I, uh, Patrice Bergeron got put in the protocol today. Yeah. Oh, great. That's a big L. With with, with the Celtics though, I that's actually a good point. If this, if you want the Celtics to win a championship again, it's looking more and more. And I, again, I, I can't believe I'm still saying this year after year, but it is true that 
that the two core players in this team, both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are still incredibly young. I think what Jalen is like 24, 25, 25. And then, and then Tatum is still 16. So, I mean, (laughs) I mean, listen, listen, Tatum still, Tatum still same age as Deuce. Tatum still needs to get, Tatum still needs to get his driver's license. So it's, uh, it's understandable. Can can he even go drink at like a pregame or something? He he can, he's post game. Yeah. He's 22 now, but uh, I thought he was 23. He he is, but I'm just saying like, he's older than 21 is what I meant to say. But, year older than me jason tatum is 23 yeah he's 23 years old he's only two years older than me yeah this guy yep. what <laughs> but no so what yeah so i mean listen tatum well, is still younger than me yeah yeah no I, i'm 21 I, yeah oh yeah i think all of us i mean i'm 21 as well yeah but tate but lamello's younger than all of us that that that's still the craziest thing jalen brown's 25 yeah that's so sad so i mean listen they're still incredibly young guys but at this point it just doesn't seem like like they're willing to have the chemistry to go on and be something bigger than they are. And in my opinion, the, the, the tandem of Tatum and Brown is looking like a more is like, is now more and more looking like a more talented version of Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan where yeah. it, it, yeah. it, it yep. listen, they, they might be able to make some all-star teams. They might be able to make a good, decent run in the playoffs here and there, but I don't know if it, if it but has, they the as a duo can't to win do anything. you, you, you yeah. guys want to hear this. I saw, I was listening to uh 98.5 the other day okay. and, and, Something that they mentioned, which I don't know why that the Bulls would ever do this. He, he was like, should the the Celtics probably offer JB and Marcus Smart for Zach Levine and Vukovic? I'm like, no. Why would they ever do that? Why would you, well? Here's the thing: like, isn't Zach Levine just Jalen Brown? Like they're uh, quite similar. Very. I, Levine, I think Levine's a little better with passing, but but why would they give up Vukovic for Marcus Smart? Yeah, no, that makes. I, sense. Guess yeah, I a, think you go in there and you ask for ball. Yeah, or DeRozan. Lonzo, well, the, 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 the with the season DeRozan's having, yeah, I don't, it's not I don't, happening. I don't see that happening. DeRozan's unreal this year. I mean, but ball. I wanted Lonzo. Lonzo, Lonzo's here. somebody that uh, Lonzo is someone that I think the Celtics should have gone after because yes. Lonzo can get anybody the ball. Lonzo doesn't mm-hmm. care yeah. if he scores zero points, but he ha- he'll have like fourteen assists. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. They and need a Tatum, Lonzo ball Tatum or like needs a Chris that. Paul type because you need t- you need to feed Tatum. Yeah, Tatum. The problem you is, get, is you they, feed Tatum. You feed uh, Richardson. Yeah. Feed smart can knock down some threes. Pitchard. Yeah. Throw Pitchard in that yeah. rotation. You throw Schroeder in there. I think what, and then Rob Williams. I think what Tatum needs the most, and I don't want to get rid of a guy like Jalen Brown, but if we're coming down to it, I think Tatum is the more talented guy and the uh, guy Tatum, that, it, Tatum it, is your franchise it, player. It's the, it's He's the, guy, the one that's not moving. It's the guy you're building the franchise around. So I think if you were to, you know, move a guy like a Jalen Brown or do or make a trade like that, then yeah. I think you have to I think that the number one thing you need to do is bring in a veteran. And yeah. because because I think that's that's how you'll have to get through to Jason Tatum. Because I think yeah. Jason, Jason Tatum right now, he's still trying to get his all-star teams. He's still trying to get his all-NBAs and all those personal accolades, which are great. It's it's great. It, it adds up to your personal resume at the end of the day. you got to win the shit. But listen, for the people in Boston, we're not caring about your all-NBA teams. Like, we're not. No. We're not Milwaukee. We're not Milwaukee. We want a championship right now. Yeah, we're, we're not. We're not you know, going to the streets over you making second team or first team all NBA. We yep. don't care about that. No, we, we want we, a championship. Even if, even, o- even over an MVP. Yeah. It's amazing that you won MVP, but yeah. we're, we're, but Boston is about championships. So I think if it, if it's you, if you had the opportunity to go out and get a guy like a Damian Lillard or a guy like that, that has a veteran presence and maybe, Maybe they haven't even won either. Like take Lillard, for example, he hasn't won at the biggest level either, Nope. but he's gone for those personal achievements and he's seen, all right, I've, I've got, I've gotten all these achievements, but I haven't won a ring yet. And I think Lillard's he's, you know, late twenties, possibly 30. He's he's 30. Yeah. So he's 30 and and he realizes, all right, I got my personal accolades. It's all great. Chris, Chris Paul as well. Like, yeah, you know, that's CP three. It's it's like, listen, I I got all those accolades. It's great. The all-star teams are fun, but at the end of the day, I want a ring. I want my name to be yep. ingrained in light in in history forever. Guys like you do, you yeah. do. You want to win exactly. a championship. Yeah. It's fun. You know, across any level of sport, guys like Allen Iverson, guys like Carl Malone, guys like Dan Marino in the NFL, they're great players and they'll be remembered as great players. They don't but have that respect because they don't have that ring. Yeah, they don't have the ring. And I think that I think the older Tatum gets, and listen, he's still got a long way to go. Yeah, he will have he will have that time to mature and get older. But I think he I think it's time for to maybe get a veteran in there to basically say to him, hey, like there's more than just these accolades. You, we, you want yeah. a ring. Trust me. And th- that's how 100%. I feel about it. Yeah. But yeah. listen, I, there's been a ton of great things to talk about on this show today. You guys, I have been so glad to get you on. But guys, 
Unfortunately, we are now down to the wire, which means that we're going to do a little run through of what we talked about on today's episode and then send you guys on your way. Obviously, we started things off by uh, by you know saying our uh by saying our thoughts and prayers deepest condolences with demarius thomas and his family absolutely rp to demarius thomas great player great better person uh after that we got into urban meyer and the you know absolute dumpster fire that's going on the amount of awful dumpster fire dumpster fire is one thing somebody poured gasoline on that thing at least a dumpster fire can keep you warm what's going on in what's going on in jacksonville is just a nightmare nightmare not great great. (laughs) i mean listen urban meyer has just kind of made an as kind of made an ass of himself over in uh jacksonville so a little bit yeah we're gonna have to see what happens going on there hope you know hopefully if you're a jacksonville fan he's out before the end of this year but i've never met a jacksonville fan if you've ever watched the good place uh the the one kid from that is a jacksonville fan ah, it's a great show would recommend it (laughs) I mean, can't, can't believe that can't be that good of a place if the kids of Jaguars. Hey, like, he he's not the smartest character. He thinks Blake Bortles is like the eternal god. Let's, oh, no. just, let's just we'll just leave it at that. Does he need help? Oh, <laughs> that, that guy needs he's needed help in the entire show. Oh, that makes sense. Go watch the Good Place if you have, and I would recommend it. Oh, jeez, I'm not being paid to say uh, this. All I can say though is Jacksonville Jaguars fans are apparently brutal. I mean, I remember uh, I don't know if my buddy Adam is still watching this, but uh, he tuned in earlier and. Uh, according to him, I mean, I remember back when the Jaguars were playoff bound in 2018, he got into a he got into an Instagram spat with them on uh, on uh, in the Instagram com- in the Instagram comments. And oh, they, boy, what a dud it, of a season. Things got violent for them. I mean, with him, I mean, it was ridiculous. So uh, Jaguars fans can kind of be a little bit uh, a little crazy, crazy if you find them when you get mm-hmm. them out of their cave, they can be kind of nuts. Yeah, I mean, ruthless. Th- at the end of the day, at the end of the at the end of the day, they're from Florida, so. Take what true take, take that with a grain of salt. So that's usually comes to be expected. <laughs> but then after that, we talked about whether Mac Jones would be able to thrive in other systems besides New England. We talked about him possibly in a redraft to Jacksonville, how things would pan out. We kind of came to the general consensus that Trevor Lawrence is still the is still that guy. We yep. also loved. We also decided to bag a little bit on uh, Zach Wilson as well as Cam Newton. Oh, you gotta love that. Yeah, because I mean, listen, both of those guys suck. So <laughs> can't can't really say it any better than that. But then after that, we talked about some other things around the NFL world. And finally, in NBA news, we ended up we ended up talking about Danny Ainge going to the Utah Jazz and all the developments that has for them, as well as what is next for the Boston Celtics. Obviously, it was a great show. There was a ton of stuff to get to today, and I'm glad that 100%. we were able to cover it all. Uh, we also had Tyler uh, discuss his uh, very heartwarming story surrounding Van Jefferson and his father. So that was awesome as well. Thank you for that, Tyler. Uh, but listen, it has been an incredible show for you guys today. And listen, I, all I got to say before we do go is that if you guys aren't following down to the wire at this point, Tyler, what is the matter with you? Absolutely. What are you doing with your life? Absolutely. Come on. Absolutely. So you guys listen, if you guys aren't following down to the wire yet, we're available everywhere. You guys can listen to on streaming service, whether that be Spotify, Apple music, uh, Google, Click, Google follow, podcast, come on. Yeah. YouTube. YouTube. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Click, follow, listen, watch, listen everywhere. You do that. We're available everywhere you guys can listen. But again, the main hub that you guys can reach us on for updates surrounding the show is our Instagram. You can find that at down dot to the wire on Instagram again at down dot to the wire on Instagram. Thank you guys so much for listening. And from down to the wire, I'm Brian Costa and I'm Tyler Stringfellow. I'm Grayson Mortimer. And we hope you guys have an amazing day. Take care. Peace out.